Amy. I'm Julie. And it's time to pucker up. What's up, Amy? We've survived yet another round of the NHL trade deadline. We have. And we've also survived another round of the NHL COVIDs and another round of NHL shenaniganery. Let's just say nobody died. Yet. Yet. (laughs) So basically, most of the Vancouver Canucks have had COVID at this point. Um, The Vancouver Canucks have been shut down for over two weeks now. I think it's almost almost three. Like, I think it was the middle. I think we're going on a month. Did we talk about it on the last podcast? I think we did. We might have. Yeah. And um, the NHL has extended the regular season to make sure that the Canucks can play all of their games. Because, you know, I think I read yesterday that Quinn Hughes, like, was having to get IVs and shit. I didn't know who it was, but I know at least a few players, anecdotally, it's been said that they've had IV fluids, like, delivered to their door and administered. I, I yet read Quinn Hughes specifically yesterday. Wow. So today, Thomas Drantz, who works for the um, Athletic, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of how to present this. Is that today or yesterday? Is this is this the the speculation as to the origin? No. Um, so the speculation as to the origin is that Gaudet went to Whistler, right? Yeah, and I don't think that's fair to him or anybody else. But yeah. Yeah. What was said is that Adam Gaudet went to Whistler, um, and broke COVID protocol and brought it back from whistler because the variant that the guys in vancouver have has been known to have been in whistler however they like they just straight up came out and said god it didn't break covid protocol oh i didn't read that part yeah. i mean you know plus like the virus doesn't know where the city lines are Ugh. like i've i've literally read since then just straight up god it didn't break covid protocol at any point but that's like yeah. that some comes wanted, with the reason that, to think of a reason why he was traded yeah and well like sometimes people get traded we're going to talk about that extensively in this yes um, we are oh, i'm pissed i'm pissed i'm still pissed i'm still pissed anyway so thomas drance i guess talked to jt miller who plays for the canucks the canucks will be back in action on friday or so the nhl says uh, yeah, allegedly um so i'm gonna read some of these miller quotes because miller went in like i don't blame it miller good for him jc miller is not one of the ones who has had covid by the way however yeah, there's, there's a couple he hasn't done anything in two weeks because everything's been shut down three weeks however long a long time i don't feel ready at all I was fortunate not to get sick, but you feel for your teammates. I've kind of felt guilt here and there. And all I could think of, think about was how do we all stay healthy out of all of this? I just want to make sure everyone and their families stay healthy. I haven't really thought about hockey much, but it's kind of crazy. I know everyone has a job to do, but to expect our entire team to be ready to play in one practice and a pregame skate is a bit hard to comprehend. 
even for me sitting around and not doing much, my lungs are screaming. He never tested positive for COVID-19. Um, Drant says the insinuation that he's thinking of teammates that have just overcome, you know, this harsh respiratory illness. Um, he, uh, Miller went on to say, it's frustrating. We try to talk about our number one priority is our players' health and their family safety. And it's impossible to achieve that with what we're being asked to do. What we're being asked to do is not going to be too safe if you're asking me. Someone bluntly asked him, should you be playing? And he said, I don't want to be caught agreeing with you. There's a lot of moving parts, but I don't know. It's unfortunate that we're even in a scenario like this. Um, He continued on and said, this is nothing to do with hockey. To be brutally honest, we're going to need more time than this to come back and play hockey. Even the guys that didn't get it aren't ready. This is hard for me and those of us that didn't get COVID. Drance said he's thinking about how much worse it would be for his teammates that test positive and those that are struggling to breathe going up and down steps. I'm just worried about our team's safety. And then finally, he said, I hope people don't take this the wrong way. I'm a super competitive guy, but this isn't about hockey for our team. This is about the health and safety of our players, their family, and their children. This isn't about making the playoffs. Well, I mean... The Canucks are not even... Yeah, I was going to say, insert my my snark here, but it's not ever going to be about the playoffs for the Canucks. But everything, he's right, and he should say it. Everything. The thing is... You just, you can't, and no, I'm sorry. You should not be asking these players to get back on the ice after this. Not, I mean, because we saw it with what Samsonov and Kuznetsov said about their bouts of COVID. You saw it in the way that Mika Zibanejad played at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. You, like, this is taking a toll on these kids. The Minnesota Wild sent a kid back to his home country because he could not play. He was physically unable to play because he had COVID. And the after effects left him physically unable to play hockey. And he was one of their young prospects, like one of their top picks. Well, and my guess is because hockey culture is what it is, they had to tell him to go home. He did not say, I'm sorry, I can't play. No, I mean, I don't know. He's one of the ones that I believe got it. Like I said, it's my guess, but. At World Junior. Oh, wow. So I know like the NHL doesn't want things to come down to points percentage. And they don't want to have to calculate playoff playoff entry or standings or whatever however you want to put it based on points percentage but this is not okay well and it's not only that julie and the other thing that i heard the other day that made sense but doesn't make sense and you'll see what i mean in a second is it's not only calculating playoffs by point for points percentage and like playoff consideration at this point It's also for a team like Vancouver and other teams that are in similar situations to Vancouver, i.e. the standings, it's about the draft lottery order. And they don't want to calculate that on points percentage either. Right. Listen, just let Detroit have the number one overall, man. Just give 
Throw him a bone. Fuck. You mean Buffalo, don't you? No, I mean Detroit. Really? Isn't Detroit at the bottom of the league? Oh, I don't. I think it's Buffalo. Hold on. Oh, I'm about to look. I'm about to look. Please. I can't imagine. It's not. It is Buffalo. (laughs) I was gonna say, how could it not be Buffalo? I don't even see Detroit on here. Oh wait, Detroit is actually Vancouver's doing worse than Detroit. Holy shit! They haven't played in how the fuck long? Can you hear Biscuit chewing on her chewy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Buffalo, like. Buffalo, Ottawa, Anaheim, New Jersey. Let like put them at the bottom. Let them have like just go by the fucking standings, man. Like giving them by points percentage, they still suck. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like the old saying one of my former bosses used to say about my company at the time. Everybody sucks, but we suck less. I didn't realize Buffalo was really that far down. Holy, I'm so used to it being Detroit. 18 games in a row how could it be any other way i didn't think about it that way oh i feel bad for new jersey now (laughs) we're going to talk about new jersey extensively in this podcast i think we're going to talk about buffalo quite a bit too speaking of buffalo Mm -hmm. taylor hall got traded from buffalo to boston along with Mm -hmm. along with curtis lazar if you don't know who curtis lazar is congratulations you haven't watched a buffalo game this season (laughs) or ever (laughs) so taylor hall gets traded to boston and like obviously like this whole narrative surrounding taylor hall comes from you know taylor hall's drafted number one overall in whatever year he was drafted number one overall by edmonton um edmonton was not kind to taylor hall as edmonton is wont to be to its hockey players where are the players except for Connor McDryside will go to die? Uh, Connor McDryside all are both dead inside. So okay, that works. Connor super is. No, um, yeah. Well, at least Dryside is still pretty. Yeah, um, at least I know what he looks like now. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing that's ever happened on this <laughs> podcast. By the way, I don't know. I'm sure I've done dumber. Um. Taylor Hall gets traded, swapped one for one with um, Adam Larson and goes to New Jersey. And once Taylor Hall is in New Jersey, he burns some bridges. Yeah. And um, so Taylor Hall maybe has a little bit of a reputation as locker room poison, but I think the locker room culture in Edmonton is not good. I don't think that's all on Taylor Hall. Right, but let's look at this for a second. I think he some, was a, some of he it was is a, Taylor Hall, but some of yes. it is Edmonton. He, but I choose to look at it through this lens. After those two steps in his career through Edmonton and New Jersey, he became a free agent. And it was, I mean, who's going to sign Taylor Hall? He, he didn't. He got traded to Arizona from Oh, New that's Jersey. right. All right, after Arizona. Sorry, I forgot the, the brief stint. Um. It became who's going to sign Taylor Hall, but it was like, who has the money to sign Taylor Hall? Well, and who wants him for that money, right? Yeah. If he's, you know. Because he went Logic to, says if he's a good enough player, you find the money. Yeah, but he went to Arizona and he didn't produce. But again, Phil Kessel also in Arizona and not producing. Because Arizona be like that. 
Although lately he's he's been Phil's been better this year in Arizona than Phil scored today. It irritated me. I mean, he did a hat trick the last time we recorded. Yeah, well, today they were playing the Wild, so it irritated. Oh, me. boo! But you um, got to see Potato Man. I didn't and, see it. I didn't watch and, it. I was at a wedding. Oh, that's right. Potato Man and Marshmallow on the same ice. Oh, my husband's together. Um. <laughs> Now I'm distracted. What we're talking about. So Taylor Hall signs. <laughs> Taylor Hall signs in Buffalo, and it's like, yeah, blah, 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 Buffalo fucking sucks, man. Like, um, Buffalo is just, just so bad all around. Like, like Buffalo is bad. They're badly managed. I don't know if the new coach is any better. He did put Jeff Skinner back on the top line, so maybe he knows some shit about some shit. Brandon Montour also got traded. RIP. I don't remember to where. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I don't remember to I where wanna, either. I want to say Florida. Florida. Florida, yeah, that's what I think too. Florida feels good. Uh, we're, we're gonna say Florida because it feels good. And like, so they fire their coach. Like, they're clearly in a rebuild. They've been in a rebuild for the last century. But in fairness to Buffalo, like, they are relying on backup goalies. Carter Hutton's out. Linus Olmark was out. Linus Olmark was back. Linus Olmark got injured again. So mm-hmm. now their starting goalie is fucking Tokarski. Um, Are we going to have to start calling him Linus Bo- Bones of Glass Olmark? Oh my God, we might. Jack Eichel is done for the season. They announced that Boy, today. Howdy, yeah. He's got a herniated disc in his neck that he's going to have surgery on. Yikes. So, um, yeah, they treated Jonas Johansson to the Avalanche, which was super weird at the time because you think, why would the Avalanche want a bad goalie from a bad team? Jonas Johansson turns out not to be that bad of a goalie. Yeah, and right now they need some goalies because Gruby's on COVID protocol. Yeah, I saw Grubauer uh, go on a protocol. Uh... Anyway, the whole long story short, Taylor Hall gets traded to Boston. They retained salary. They played Buffalo last night and, and almost to a shootout. <laughs> and Curtis Lazar helped a Buffalo Saber score. I loved how like all of Boston Twitter was like, he's gonna score a hat trick against his old team tonight. You watch and. Because they've never watched Taylor Hall play in their and his lives. whole game was like, wah, wah. they've never, ever like I've watched Taylor Hall a lot, as you know. There were people I saw photographs this morning. There were people at that Boston game who had already bought their Hall jerseys, sure. showing up. He only is on a one-year contract. Boston's not going to have the money to re-sign him. Why would you do that? I don't know. Stupid. Nick Felino got traded to Toronto. I heard the Caps were in on that, but fortunately they decided not to get that much older. I mean, the Caps got old. The Caps are the oldest team in the league at just over 29 years old average. That sounds about right. It used to be 27 something. And then they traded their like two youngest players, two of their youngest players. I don't think, I think Sam Sonov is now there. I mean, I know Sam Sonov is now their youngest player. Yeah, because he's a year younger than VTech, right? Yeah. And uh, so I think he's he would have been between Siegenthaler and Verona 
age wise. No. Um, and I think because VTech is older than Brana. Anyway, yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. I thought Verano was 26 and he's 25 because the goalies are 24 and 25. I don't know how old Jacob Verano is. I think he's whatever. 40. Doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, now. <sighs> Verano's 25, too. Ah. No, they're all 25. Are they? Oh, maybe when I read it, one was 24 and one was 25. It was a while ago. Sam Sonoff's 24. Ah, there we go. Oh, I told you, Sam Sonoff is between. Gotcha. Look, these are numbers. Don't make me do it. I just looked at their birth dates. VTech is like a month older than Brana. Two months, uh, something like that. But friends. They were best friends. They still are, Julie. And the Washington Capitals. Traded Jacob Frada. Um, no, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Nick Felino got traded to, to Toronto. Did not come to the Washington Capitals. Thank God. Good luck, Toronto. I hope you fall on your faces. And go fuck yourself, Tortorella. Dallas picked up Sammy Votnin off of waivers, which I don't understand that because Sammy Votnin is like just okay. And, um, but I mean, to be fair, right now, isn't Dallas just a team full of just okay? Yeah, Dallas. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dallas is probably not going to make the playoffs, so I super don't understand picking up Sammy Votnin. He like he's just okay, and he loves to take a penalty. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm like, yeah, like, aren't most of the Dallas Stars? Well, what, okay what, our, what our friend Claire, who watches the Stars full time, said is, "Well, he'll fit right in." Yeah, there you go. I want to get to what's the message, Gary, and then we're going to get into the terrible things the Washington Capitals did to me this week. Okay. Um, Connor McDavid threw an elbow. He sure the fuck did. Connor McDavid was a naughty, naughty boy. And um, just skated up on little baby Kandiemi and threw an elbow right into the middle of his face. Mm-hmm. and please dispatch with this narrative that oh well people do dirty things to Connor mcdavid all the time you should be allowed to do th- no no hockey players do dirty things to other hockey players all the time i don't care what the name on the back of the jersey is sometimes those bad things are more bad than the other bad things and need to be punished Connor mcdavid gets fined 5k for this Connor mcdavid mm-hmm should have gotten suspended for this and you know the only reason he didn't get suspended for this is because he's connor mcdavid mm-hmm. and once again i am here to say to you please apply discipline evenly across the entire league that's really all we're asking for from the nhlpa it should not be too much to ask just please. one word consistency, consistency. What's the message, Gary? And then in local shit weasel hours, uh, everybody's best friend, Brad Marchand, launches himself into a New Jersey Devils player. Gets absolutely nothing. Just right up into Kulikov's face. Kulikov doesn't play for the Devils anymore. Um, He got traded at the deadline. But right up into Kulikov's face. And... um, Ends up having to fight Jesper Bratt for this. 
And the only thing he gets penalized Who else is gonna fight on the on the devil. Well, maybe Vatnin at that point. Miles Wood is on oh, the team. This is true. I just think he he's hot. I don't like to think about him fighting, but yes, he's fighty too. Jesper Bratt weighs like 40 pounds soaking wet. Why is he fighting? Um anyway, Marshawn leaves his feet, like launches up into Kulikov's face. He doesn't get anything. He gets five for fighting. Mm. Um, but you know, because he's Brad Marchand. Um, the only one that actually got disciplined was this super fucking ugly hit. Yes. From um Michael uh the Nashville Predators, Michael McCarron cuts across neutral ice and slams his shoulder, like upper arm area into Yanni Gord of the Lightning's like face. Three nothing game. Preds are losing. 25 seconds left. So even even like if someone did fight like there's no reason to make this fucking hit i mean there's no reason to make this hit anyway but there's nothing like you get nothing out of it right other than a two-game suspension mm-hmm. but he comes across he gets himself in front of gord and then he jams his elbow back into gord's face like deliberately so yeah um at least he got suspended for two games i need to talk to you about ryan reeves I don't want to. I don't like him. He's a horrible human being. He is a horrible human being. Ryan Reeves. Um, as bad as that, as bad as that McCarran hit was, I think the Reeves Ryan one is Reeves, the Reeves one is worse. Yeah, it's so deliberate. Yep. Well, look who's on the one end of it. Yeah, well. I mean, as much as Ryan Reeves should get at least as much smoke as Thomas, he should. Ryan Reeves comes up into mainly because he probably thinks he deserves as much smoke as Tom Wilson. Oh, Ryan Reeves is not even a good hockey player. Right. Like he is a fourth line plug and he's a shitty human being. At least Mm. Tom Wilson's a good person. Please don't let us get milkshake ducks on that eventually. I'm sure we will. But to this point, Tom has like been decent. Like, I can give a whole list of decent shit Tom has done. I can give a whole matching list of indecent shit Ryan Reeves has done. This hit is probably at the top right now. Well, I mean, outside. I'm even talking about outside of hockey. Oh, I know. Like, let's just talk about the lion in the, the jungle. The lion in the jungle. Yeah. Lions don't live in the jungle, you fucking dunce. Watch something, <laughs> watch something beside the fucking Lion King. You think he even knows that that's based on Othello? And I'm sorry, not Othello. But, Hamlet. Hamlet. I was Hamlet. just going to say, I thought it was Hamlet. Hamlet. Yes, no, I'm sorry. Doesn't. All Shakespeare is the same. Shakespeare was a hack. <laughs> I said what I said. Hi, Peter. Look, wasn't, wasn't it you last time was like, why is this turning into a literary podcast? And now you're, you throw in your hot. No, no. It was a hack take. Pete asks that every time he comes on. <laughs> he put three put three english majors in a room and what do you think is going to happen anyway so ryan reeves comes across and just slams his shoulder right into the middle of jordan gross's face and they like i like i'm waiting for it i don't want to click it and make it make sounds i'm like get back to the just watching the coyote coach yell like yeah gross has the puck but reeves deliberately plays the head on that man there's no he just rushes in on him like well like he could have 
made a hit there in a dozen other ways that mm-hmm. would not have hurt someone and he chooses to slam his shoulder into this man's head now i'm gonna say this and those of us who you know are in the discord and listen to this podcast on a regular basis have heard this before but that sentence you just said is a sentence that we often hear when describing tom wilson however in this case about ryan reeves it is accurate and in a lot of cases about tom wilson it might not be i think there are times and i hate that we're even talking about tom wilson again but because he always comes up when it Mm -hmm. talks when it's about discipline issues and especially tom would have gotten 20 games for this hit easy fucking a um but when it comes to hits i think a lot of the time it's so the one that tom got suspended for earlier this season was just the result of like bad circumstances really and i will stand by that Mm -hmm. this was deliberate right there was no there's no like you can give this the benefit of the doubt that it was an accident because you like there's no like there's so he many literally is coming from one part of the ice to the other to make a hit doing... yeah. which you could like and that's fine make a hit but do it in a way that's not gonna hurt the guy like mm-hmm. you could have gone low mm-hmm. you know how big you are and you see Tom Wilson try to go low sometimes. Not all of us are five foot six like Dmitry Orlov. She's why he's so good at hip checking. Oh my god. I mean, you know, use your strengths. I just can't anymore. I'm so tired of like it didn't even get looked at by the league and it should have and I don't understand why. There was not even a call on the ice. Yeah. And that's it's unacceptable. Low lights, Amy. I know the time has come. I'm going to try to be the voice. I'm going to try to be Pollyanna here. And I'm going to let you do what you do. Amy? Yes, dear. Washington Capitals betrayed me again. I know, and I'm so sorry. They betrayed me in the exact same way. (laughs) They betrayed me once again. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. You are. No, I'm not. I'm laughing at the situation. Once upon a time, but not you. in July of 2017, the Washington Capitals traded Marcus Johansson to the New Jersey Devils for a pick. One singular pick. Well, what they did, what they did then is what they did now, which is they dumped salary. Okay, but hey, hey, no, Marcus, Marcus at least made a couple million. I understand that. Jonas Siegenthaler makes 800k. That was fucking stupid. Laviolette did not like him. No, and I feel the same way about I feel the same way about the reason why Verona panicked. Oh, Laviolette super didn't like Verona. Ponic sucked. Well, there's that too. Ponic, I was ready for to go. Verona deserved better. I think you might get it. In Detroit? Eventually. All right, all right, all right, all right. If they so, keep him around, but first, let's, let's let's concentrate on Jonas. Yes, I need you to. I need you to stay on course here. Yes, 
Let, let me be pissed off about this thing before we move on to the next thing that I'm pissed off about. <laughs> okay. And then we'll move on to a third thing that I'm pissed off about. <laughs> oh, no. Low lights, it's time for Julie to be fucking pissed. The Cavs really did me dirty this week, Amy. Like, traded my hockey boyfriend. They traded my child. And then they acquired a man who is injured. And they knew he was injured. And they got him anyway. And I don't understand. So Jonas Siegenthaler was traded on Sunday for a pick to the New Jersey Devils. Have we been here before? Yes, you have. Glad I still have New Jersey Devils season tickets. I know. I think, I think, frankly, Brian McClellan knew that you had New Jersey Devils season tickets. Fuck the Washington Capitals, frankly. Then, on Monday, at the trade deadline. After the trade deadline, really. Well, but- okay, so here's the thing with the trade deadline, and I think people forget how this works. The, they only have to be faxed in by 3 o'clock. They are right. still processing them after 3 o'clock. Off the fucking, like, 19- Which is why I thought Baby V was safe, and then, no, boom! That's, yeah, that's how I got Marcus, thought Marcus was safe a couple of years ago. And I was like, yeah, Marcus hasn't been traded yet. Uh, Boston's, uh, the Devils have a trade sitting on the fax machine. It's like a fax machine from 1995, and they have to process everything. Um, <sighs> Jacob Grana, may he rest in peace. He's not dead. He's just a Detroit Red Wing. Mm-hmm. Jacob Vrana and Richard Ponick went to Detroit along with a couple of picks, a first rounder this year and a second rounder for Anthony Mantha. Now I was pissed off about this, but I'm going to, I'm going to be less pissed off about it because Mantha scored last night. He had a two point night. In fact, here he was good. I didn't watch the game because I was being pissed. He was good. I did watch the game. Yeah, anybody who was following and, us last night, Pete, and Pete messaged and he's like, I really appreciate your dedication to the bit. And I'm like, this is not a fucking bit. I'm out of capital. And then me again. <laughs> yeah, clearly he doesn't know you as well as I, as I do. I, uh, uh, if anybody follows us on Twitter, I was live tweeting the Devil's game instead of the Capitals game last night because I was pissed. But it was Jonas's first game. Yes. Devil. His first game, his first NHL game was his BFF Nico Heeshear. That is true. I mean, and so, thank, thank God poor Nico is back. Because if you remember earlier in the season, Nico uh, suffered a very bad puck injury, cracked sinus cavity that he ended up having surgery on um, because a PK Subban slap shot ramped up into his face during uh i think his first game against the capitals it wasn't the devil's first game against the capitals but it's the first one that nico played in mm-hmm. Jonas, you in danger girl <laughs> he will never be on this ice at the same time as pk are they both on the same side i didn't realize i don't know if they're on the same on the same side but they're definitely like not on the same pairing so well you never know wait i think pk is right-handed so they could be on the ice at the same time. There you go. Let me look. Now I'm going to look it up. I can do this. I can do this very quickly. Yeah. Subban's right-handed. See? Did I just close? Am I losing my voice? What the fuck? I don't know. I mean, you probably have been yelling a lot over the past 48 hours, so I wouldn't be surprised. True. And then in the dumbest move, I don't understand 
that the Capitals have done. They acquired Michael Roffle from the Flyers for a pick, except Roffle can't play because he's fucking injured. And like the Caps well, knew that. His, okay, can I throw some logic and reason in here? Sure. So I actually talked to I I talked to some other locked on uh, hosts this week because you know trades and shit, mm-hmm. and I talked to the ladies from Locked On Flyers who are reasonable ladies, um, and they both they said and I think Laviolette said today that it's a, that it's a day to day type injury and not a like out for the rest of the season type injury. Mm. And, you know, that's what they were hearing before he was traded. That's what Laviolette has said now that he's here. And um, also, as to the why, you know, outside of the, but he's injured. One of the things that I had been saying was, you know, there were three things that GMBM could have done at the deadline that we may or may not have needed. A, he usually goes for a defenseman. He didn't do that. B, we might need a veteran goalie. He didn't do that. Sorry, I'm sorry, what? He didn't get a defenseman? What position do you think Anthony Mantha plays? He's a forward. Is he a he's forward? A one- yes. Yeah, he's a left wing. Oh, he I played thought- on a line. I he thought on- Mantha and Roffle were both defensemen. I have no idea what's going I shut down, Amy. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I need have- to be the voice of logic and reason. Shut down! <laughs> I know. Mantha is a left wing. He played um, on a line with Oshie and Backstrom last night and oh, did very right. well. You're right. You're right. You're right. And um, the third thing that I thought McClellan might go for is center depth. And one of the things I asked the ladies from Locked on Flyers is, you know, Raffles build as a winger. Can he play center? And they said, yes, he often gets placed at center every once in a while. So that might be McClellan's idea of center depth if we need it should something horrible happen to Nikki like happened in last playoff or should Lars Eller go out and get injured again or what have you yeah Lars Eller is not doing super hot physically what what they also said was you know do we want him on the first line every night no can he do that in a pinch and not look out of place yes and so knowing those types of things and knowing how GMBM thinks, I think that's why, even though he's got a day-to-day injury, you might want to have a guy like that around. Okay, but consider... He didn't, he didn't pay a lot for him. I think it was like I a think, fifth round pick. Well, and I think Philly retained. Yeah. Okay, but also consider I'm fucking mad. I know you are. <laughs> I'm not trying to change your mind, Julie. I'm just, you know, again, bringing a little bit of logic and reason into the in, into the analysis here. I don't want it. I'm <laughs> mad. Um, <clears throat> I, my uh, my my allergies are biting me on the ass right now. Um, we do have a couple of highlights, as I've already mentioned. Mont- Mantha scored in his first game with the Capitals. He also had an assist. I'm he told Tom Wilson goal. I'm told that he looked good as a hockey player. He did. He big. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's six five. He big. Last night, and apparently he's 
you know, I also talked to the two guys that host the Locked on Red Wings podcast. And from everything they've told me, as a player, like on the ice, he very much, like when they were describing him, sounded like they were describing Jacob Verona. Yeah. Um, and then when I described Verona to them, they were like, oh, this sounds really familiar. Um, <laughs> and they were great guys to talk to, by the way. They were really awesome. But the other thing they said, and I feel the need to share this with our dear listeners as well as you, the first thing they said when I said, tell me about Anthony Mantha, they said he's one of the most frustrating players we've ever seen on the Red Wings. Really? Yeah. And that, and very much like Verona, like he can go on a scoring tear. And when he's, he's streaky, when he's hot, he's hot. Now, there's a difference between Jacob Verona and Anthony Mantha prior to 48 hours ago, which is. One played on the Washington Capitals and the other played on the Detroit Red Wings. It's true. Uh, and, you know, the Washington Capitals are known for rehabbing, you know, players that maybe weren't doing their best on teams that are kind of, I'm sorry to the locked on Red Wings guys, but shitty. Yeah. Um, no, they know they're a shitty team. They have, they have, they, yeah, they have no illusions about that. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's, it, you know, to be fair to Mantha as well, A, we were playing the Flyers. B, it's kind of hard not to be good when you're playing on a line with TJ Oshie and Nicholas Backstrom. Nicholas Backstrom is going to help you. Nicholas Backstrom is a, a god among mere mortals. He really is. Nicholas Backstrom. Nicholas Backstrom. By the way, I gave those boys very strict instructions. I told the story about, and I said something about this in the Discord, but I think it bears mentioning on the pod as well. <laughs> hand-holding? I, I told them about the hand-holding, and I told them that they had to find somebody, and that hopefully it would be Christian Juice, to hold that boy's hand when he comes out of the tunnel. And I told them the story of you know how it started, and Obviously, they were familiar with Madison Bowie. Mm. Um, they were like, oh, really? That's hysterical. And, um, and then I told them that Nicholas Backstrom took over when Bowie left. And they were like, really? It's just so weird. <laughs> and I told them, you know, I, I too thought it might be a little bit against type for Nicholas Backstrom to do something like that. But here we are. So... Um, and apparently it's making its way around Red Wings Twitter because I read more than a few tweets today about how he's going to need to find somebody to hold his hand. Um, but yes, I will miss him. I did a little tribute to him on my Locked on Capitals pod. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> One good thing the Caps did this week. One thing I'm actually happy about. They re-signed Connor Sheary for two years at 1.5 yes that's um, a great deal on a good guy i know we were super iffy about shiri when he got here because he came you know he'd been in buffalo he'd also been in pittsburgh well we love ex penguins here washington, mm-hmm. washington capitals home for missing and exploited penguins um <laughs> 
Um, but I really like this because he's been super good. Now next year he'll probably be hot garbage because that's how these things often work. Yeah. I um it's funny when I was talking to the I had planned to talk, the Flyers girls asked me if I would do a crossover with them because we were gonna be playing the Flyers a couple times over the next week and blah 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 blah. And then the raffle trade happened and they're like, Well, we timed this well. And, um, but they, one of the things they asked, you know, in terms of like an upcoming game against the Capitals, like who, aside from players named Alex Ovechkin, should we look out for as Flyers fans? And I was like, I'll name you two people, Connor Sherry and Daniel Sprong. Yep. I hope we keep Daniel Sprong around. It's like Washington Capitals home for missing and exploited penguins. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we scored the first. Who scored the first goal against the Flyers last night? Connor Sherry. You know, it always blows my mind that Penguins fans would talk about not liking Daniel Sprong. And I just remember us at that Wilkes-Barre game, watching him and watching him skate and puck handle and thinking that he, and this was in 2018. So this was mm-hmm. like prime Yevgeny Kuznetsov time. And mm-hmm. thinking he looked like Kuznetsov. And every time he touched the puck, Danya and I were holding our breath. Mm-hmm. Olympic rules in this shootout, boys. Order of shooters is me, 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 and then me again. I'm fucking TJ Yoshi. All right, Amy. Stylight's time. It sure is. You got something? No, I mean, you've got a good one. I do have a good one. So um, I want to thank the New Jersey Devils for immediately coming through with some high quality Jonas Siegenthaler content. You know, I'm chilling. I'm checking my Instagram and on the Instagram stories, they've got PK, PK Subban in this gorgeous purple suit. Like, let me tell you, PK Subban wears the fuck out of a suit. PK Subban look good. He does wear the fuck out of a suit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got really good taste like he he's got does in in his whoever his tailor is dude pk suban like most of the rest of the league wishes they had taste that good mm-hmm. Jonas siegenthaler was also on their stories it was him and pk Jonas uh has gotten a new suit that i haven't gotten to see previously because he wore a blue one most of last season which I guess is like a requirement on the Washington Capitals. Apparently. So last last night it was like black pinstripes and well tailored. There you go. Is what I'm gonna say. And by well well tailored, what you mean is that ass. I couldn't really see his ass, but uh you like, you know, you like you like for a for a well tailored suit to give a hockey player a little bit of an hourglass figure. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> oh hey guess what segment's back oh that's right brian asks why are the devils worth rooting for even though they're still pretty bad (laughs) so (laughs) right after so for context brian and i are co-parenting jacob frana that's our son together I told the broomball story to the, the Red Wings guys. Yeah, uh, this this came about in 2018 when Verona was kind of on a on a cold streak, and we were at a we were at the a game 
It was Swedish Heritage Night. And it was Swedish Heritage Night. And a bunch of our friends went down and played broom ball against some people from the Swedish embassy. And Veronica came out and he wanted to play, but he like didn't feel like he could because, you know, he's not Swedish. And also he was the only hockey player there. And Brian had fallen and hit his head pretty hard on the ice and had been like, all right. And so Brian just went over and stood and talked to Veronica the whole time. Like, and he was like, and that's when I decided to adopt him. So you you remember why Verona was upset? Because he had been, he was struggling to score Mm -hmm. and they had been scratching him. Mm -hmm. Like he and he and Berkey were kind of on a little merry-go-round. Yep. They were up and down to Hershey too. Uh, Not in 2018. Oh, you're right. Uh, the season before Verona, Berkey never went back to Hershey, but the season before Verona was up and down and it really like fucked up his confidence because I remember like the end of the 2017 season, they sent him down and, um, Troy Mann, who was a shit, scratched him and then the Capitals called him back up for the playoffs and Verona was like, I don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. so um so brian is now wondering if the devils will take him back and his friends uh brian grew up a devil's fan living in new jersey and his friends have assured him that they will they will waive his uh his waiting period to come back into the fold <laughs> because he was betrayed as so many of us were on monday when verona was just brutally ripped from our grasp so yeah one thing i do like about the devils though is you know you just go into every game assuming they're gonna lose and then you're pleasantly surprised when they don't how about (laughs) and sometimes sometimes even when they get beat really really badly then there's nobody left in the arena you can spend your time yelling at brad marchand heckle brad marchand i'm in listener questions karen says suppose hypothetically speaking that a caps fan decides they need to start rooting for a different franchise which teams would you recommend and why well i personally would say the new jersey devils they're young they're scrappy and hungry they're the underdog. They're just like their country. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is legal in New Jersey. That's um, right. Uh, I will. I New Jersey Devils because they're all like young, dumb kids having a good time. Miles Wood is hot. PK Subban is fun. I love Jonas Siegenthaler and Nico Heischer. Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is there and he is going to be a very good hockey player um if you're in the area ish they have a really great arena um their season ticket managers take really really good care of their season ticket holders uh like if you've ever been a caps fan you know that the caps uh season ticket managers could not give less of a fuck Mm. uh they have really fun theme nights um their pride night is an actual theme night. It's an actual theme night, and they actually like do like a lot of really fun stuff for it. Um, they have a Hanukkah night, which is why you should respect the New Jersey Devils. And I love them, and that's why. I mean, there are a lot of other teams that I like. I would say 
And he's here to make a case for the Vancouver Canucks right now. I am. I'm going to say they're the Capitals West. and They you super are. Yep. They have at least five former Capitals on their team. Correct. Brayton Holtby, Nate Schmidt, Jay Beagle, Travis Boyd, Madison Bowie. There you go. Is that it? And all of them probably had the Rona. <laughs> hey, you know what I just realized? You know what I'm really happy is sitting in my bedroom right now? What? A rainbow pride taped sign Jacob Verona stick. Well, I remember when you got that. Yeah. Um, so now not the, both of the sign sticks I have are by former players. Shit. I think all my sign sticks are former players too. Nope, I have an OV. But my other two sign sticks are both uh, Jonas Siegenthaler. Uh-huh. My JoJo one is not signed and my other one and uh, neither is my Stevenson. Um, oh, maybe someday. Okay. By the way, I'm watching. I'm currently watching the Colorado St. Louis game, and it still blows my mind to see Liam O'Brien in a Colorado Avalanche sweater. But he looks good. He does. It, it just blows my mind. I'm not saying. It's a <gasps> oh my god! You know what I left out of highlights and thighlights? What? Marcus Johansson putting Gabe Landeskog in a fucking headlock. There you go. Hottest thing I've ever seen. I'm so turned on by it. Um, I would also suggest rooting for the Minnesota Wild. Um, I know they're, they're a decent team. They are. They are in playoff position. But here's the thing. I know people think of them as like boring. Kirill Kaprizov. Kirill Kaprizov is so fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. Like I thought I was going to be falling asleep every night watching anytime I watched Wild games? No. Kaprizov is so good. And not just because his name sounds like Capri Sun. <laughs> I uh, didn't prepare for the next question. Um, from Sarah, in, in honor of a guy named R2 on the Sabres, that's not how it's pronounced. I did not look up how it was pronounced. I am so sorry, Mai. You posted the link. Me, me neither. I'm sorry, Mai. And I asked the fucking question in the Discord. I, I She posted the link and I didn't click it. No, me neither. Sorry, my. Uh, we love please, you, Mai. Please cast the entire team as characters from Star Wars. <sighs> See, I was going to make V, baby Yoda. Uh, listen, Ovi is Han Solo, and Nikki is Princess Leia, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's the I love you, I know. Local furry TJ Oshi is probably Chewbacca. Dude, Brendan Dillon is Chewbacca. No! Tara is Chewbacca. You're right. Um, you know what? TJ Oshi is R2D2. Because here's my here's my reasoning. TJ Oshi is the resident woo girl. <laughs> and, when R2- <laughs> and when R2D2 gets in really big trouble, he goes, wow. And that's TJ Oshi all day long. Um Tom Wilson is Luke Skywalker correct dumb powerful gets in a lot of trouble yes dumb enough to kiss his sister i think tom wilson doesn't have a sister i know but luke skywalker does i'm trying to think of who c3po would be there's no one on lars eller yep i would just just, i was gonna say there's no one on the team smart enough to be c3po and then i was like (laughs) no it's lars eller (laughs) 
So we got R2D2, C3PO, Luke, Leia. Lando. Who's Darth, who's Darth Vader? Laviolette. <laughs> <laughs> said what I said. Uh, I know you did. And you're not wrong. I'm mad. I'm fucking mad. I'm fucking mad. <laughs> um, no, you mentioned Lando. I think maybe half and doubt, half and doubt are bigs and wedge. Shout out. Oh, there you go. Deep cut. Yeah. Do you know I watch people like vods of people playing Final Fantasy all day? I am familiar with bigs and wedge. Uh, Amy doesn't get maybe. that reference. I don't. <laughs> somebody out there will somebody out there will maybe carl Haglin is lando it's koozie oh you're right who's boba fett brooks orpic <laughs> i didn't know we could use former plays <laughs> i was just thinking like who's like a i mean boba fett's a bounty hunter like i don't know if i'd I put Grandpa in the bounty hunter role. I was just thinking of all the all the times we thought he was a penguins insider, like a double uh, agent. Todd Reardon is Jar Jar Binks. Fucking hell! <laughs> because you know it's right. You know it's true. I'm trying to think of who we who could who could Hagelin be, dude. I haven't watched any Star Wars since the first, like since seven came out i've watched seven oh. and i've seen solo and I, huh? I haven't watched any star wars since i haven't even seen the mandalorian oh girl you gotta get on that melanie like doesn't love star wars so we like don't watch well we can watch it together on the discord i'll watch it again got Yoda. I'm all put it on the put it on the list i know there's you a huge you gotta either stop watching falcon and the winter soldier or watch Civil War. I don't know what you're doing. I'm watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You've got to watch Civil War. You're not getting everything. Uh, from Renee, is it better or worse to root for multiple teams for things like the trade deadline? It's so much better. It like it hurt a lot less than it potentially could have if I didn't already care about the New Jersey Devils. It's true. And not knowing a goddamn thing about the Red Wings, not that they're worth rooting for or have been anytime recently is a little bit of a pain in the ass yeah that's not great but i just i am mad about that but it's hard for me to be able to feel anything about it because i'm still upset about Jonas. but You're allowed. i probably would have cried if it had been somewhere i didn't already follow yeah but i i mean i did cry but I didn't like cry for several hours. I have to say, I didn't cry, but I also didn't cry when we won the cup. I'm, it, it, it's oh. just a thing. Um, do you not, a, Amy, do you not have feelings? I I've do. literally seen you cry at things. I know. Um, but for whatever reason, I didn't cry. I didn't cry when Hopi left either. But, I, and I was just about to say, I almost, I think I feel worse about this Verona thing than I did when Holtby left because I knew Holtby was leaving. You had time like, to prepare. You had like exactly. a whole season of knowing that it was coming. Yes. Whereas Verona was just like stabbing a knife under your rib cage. 
pretty much. I mean, I screamed what in the middle of my empty living room. Except I already had a knife stuck under my rib cage, so it was hard to feel the Verona one. Mm. From Elizabeth, what is the right number of former cabs to have in the front office and in what roles? So I don't know if you saw her follow-up to this, did you? I did, but I didn't understand it because I didn't know. She wants Mike Green to work in the front office. Oh, okay. I mean, he'd be better than our actual, like, defensive. Mike Green would be better than Blaine Forsythe. Yeah, but he's not our defensive coach. Who is our defensive coach? Our defensive whatever, coach guy, whatever guy Lavi brought in, mm. can somebody? Are oh, the guy your cousin who follows the Flyers told you not to? Yeah. Um, he, he told me that it would be okay if Lavi came if he didn't bring this guy along and then he brought this guy along. Um, he's the defensive. No, Forsyth is the special teams. He's the power play in the PK. Well, I hate him. And, well, I think Green might make a good scout. I don't know what other, I mean, former caps in the front office, like you have to really be a certain kind of player to want to move into the front office. And I think, you know, a certain kind of player like, like Brooks Orpic, who, you know, isn't necessarily a huge playmaker, but does have some really good hockey sense and proven leadership ability and things like that. You know, this is basically me saying Mike Green is kind of a ding dong. Yeah, he might be a lovable hot ding dong, but he's kind of a ding dong. And I don't know if it's something that he'd even want to do. And just based on the fact that we had a bunch of former caps come in and coach and coach and coach. And look what that did for us. I think that we have some, I enjoy them coming in and being analysts. Yes. I like that too. I think my favorite part of the new format of the pregame is the players only segment. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't watched a lot of the pregames because usually I'm, either out with biscuit or doing some other stuff so that I can prepare to watch a hockey game with biscuit. So I miss a lot of the pregame stuff, but I've heard you say that before. And um, I'll take your word for it. It's it's for people who maybe don't watch it or are not big caps fans. Um, players only is a segment on the caps pregame where basically it's former players. It's uh, it's usually Alan may, frequently it's, uh, it's usually it's usually alan bay and craig lachlan and then frequently they've got like carl alsner they've had jason chimera who else have they had i want to say boudreau but i can't remember if he's ever been a player or not boudreau has been a frequent contributor and i kind of like having him on i don't think he ever played <sighs> at least not for the caps if he did well did it they have ward on one time think they had ward on yeah no but it's really nice because they talk about everything like as the perspective like hockey players like it's it's really interesting and it's better than just listening to like the analysts so um from renee why did the washington capitals love older players so much bro i wish i knew i have a theory i actually shared it with renee so the night after the trade deadline I did an emergency locker room because I just wanted to yell about shit. And of course, Renee, being the wonderful person that she is, joined me so that I could yell at her about shit. 
And, um, you know, the thing about it is, is we're kind of used to, as Capitals fans in the OV era, seeing a team that started around a young core and then watching that core get older. And I think a lot of other teams around the league, and I know that you follow a lot of other teams around the league, and Renee does too, we were talking about this, when their core gets older, they have two choices. Get rid of the core or build around it and use the young ones to do that. And I think what's happening is they're going to build around this core at the expense of maybe younger, usually better players to get as many cups out of this core as they can and frankly, I think when Ovi's contract is done, that's when they're going to blow it up. I just feel like they could build younger players around the older core. Like, I don't know that we need defensemen as old as... Zdeno Chara? I mean... He's the oldest one. Everybody else is hovering right around 30, right? Yeah. Or more. Right. But that's, I mean, that's most of the team right now. Yeah, no. Our average age is 29.5. That's, whereas Jersey Devils, 22 point something. Yeah, well, when you mortgage your future to pay for now, that's what happens. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that that seems to be the philosophy of this organization. I hate them. I'm going to punch them all in the dick. Whatever. Fuck them. This, uh, from Renee, the Stars shut down Bishop and Radulov for the season. Should they also shut down Sagan and Rupe? I think yes, because they are probably not going to make the playoffs. So I had to get some clarification on this in that I didn't know Sagan had started skating. I didn't either. Because uh, Tyler Sagan had off, off, quote unquote, off season surgery. And had not even been in Dallas as far as I knew. But now, apparently, he has started skating. Yeah, the Stars are not in a playoff position. And they kind of are hot garbage this season. Which is often the case for teams that make the cup final um, the next season after they make the cup final. Uh, But I know that's Koozie. That's Jamin. Is it? Mm. I Tyler and so like Tyler has just started skating and I think given the fact that it's unlikely the stars will make the playoffs it makes sense to just like let him skate let him practice let him get in shape but I don't sure. think he should play yeah I and mean, no. they've they've got probably 15 games left that's not like don't bother um True. as for Rupe I kind of think you can't convince that idiot not to play. <laughs> like well, he, he has played on a broken foot. He has played, he's played through some serious injuries and I, and that's not good, but also how do you stop someone when they refuse not to stop? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ah, from Zoe. 
why does Laviolette suck so much? Why does Laviolette suck so much? I don't know. Extra time spent around uh, the Carolina, Philadelphia regions. <laughs> I just, I like, it's clear to me that the few games Jonas played, he, like, Laviolette decided he didn't like him. Um, and it's well, clear. And I mean, again, I'm going to try to be the voice of reason here. It's also again, clear that Laviolette had decided he didn't like Vrana. So right. Oh yeah. I, and and this speaks to both of those points. I think that is kind of and, and again, I'm not trying to rationalize it. I'm just trying to make a point. I think that's kind of what you sign up for when you um, hire a veteran coach. Okay, but I think. Either we need to get off the carousel of old white men or the old white men need to understand that it can't all be veterans all the time. I, that, I agree with you. Like I said, I'm not saying that that's an excuse. I'm just saying that, you know, aside from Barry Trotz, this team has never been coached by a veteran. They've usually been coached by a former Cats player. So, uh, you know, or kindergarten teacher dropout Todd Reardon, which shouldn't count. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think you know, I'm I'm trying to be a glass half full kind of gal here. It's difficult. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm a devil's fan now. This is a devil's podcast. I understand. And again, I'm not trying to change your mind. <laughs> I'm just, because that's impossible. I know better. People have changed my mind before. I know, but I know you well enough to know that this is something that you, you, your mind will not be changed on. About to dig in my heels. I'm a Leo. Yes, you are. And um, I'm a Gemini, which is why I like to see both sides of things. Speaking of astrological signs, from my, why won't hockey love us back? Because it's sick with the Rona. Because it only cares about money. And you know what we don't have? Money. Uh, next time, we will be inching ever closer to the inevitability of the Caps being drummed out in the first or second round of the playoffs. And that's really all I have to say. Yeah, it's been a time. This season's almost over. This absolute aberration of a season. This mistake Look, of a season. Ago, we were, two years ago today, we were in Raleigh woof that game was um, rough yeah it was we're i just both of we went to two rough games there dude no we only went to one game in raleigh did we yeah. oh you're right we didn't go to the second one second game was fucking rough though yeah it was um that game in raleigh christian juice got his lunch eaten yeah he did and alex ovechkin knocked out andre svechnikov he stopped trying to make svech happen well, he made Svetch happen. <laughs> uh, he made Svetch happen right onto the ice. <laughs> oh my God. Between now and next time, you can message us on Twitter at PuckerUpPodcast. You can email us at PuckerUpPod at gmail.com. You can visit our website at PuckerUpHockey.com where you can get the link to our Discord. And you don't forget we have a Patreon. It is Patreon.com slash PuckerUpPodcast. Yes. 
if you pay us money, we'll send you good stuff. We will. Once again, as always, thank you so much for listening. Bye. <laughs>